What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 228 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Friday, June 18th, 2021. My name is Yosh Kenyon, and uh, I'm here with my co-host, McKay Brun. How you doing, McKay? <laughs> McKay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've been working my ass off this week uh, at uh, work because uh, someone was hired and then decided decided that they were not going to show up to work. Well, that's good. So I've been having to cover for them. That's what you It's been good do. for the money, but like I've been I'm going to have like close to 40 hours this week cuz I'm covering for this uh this person. Uh and uh I filled out an application for another job. I'm waiting on uh the results of that. Because uh, even though I am getting a lot of hours this week, that's not going to last. So I'd rather have two jobs, if possible, so I could finally make some real money. And Just become um, a karaoke DJ. I make great money. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have a lot of those things over here locally. I don't really. I'm just going out on a limb here, Mike. But I, I, I wouldn't say that you're, you're quite. Uh, you have your finger on the pulse of the nightlife in Vancouver. No, I don't. I don't. But, but Vancouver, from what I've been seeing, it's not really that kind of place. Portland, yeah, but Vancouver, eh. Vancouver basically doesn't like fun. Is that what you're saying? Well, they do like fun, but like not in the same way as like where you're at. Boy, do we have some uh, drama to uh, discuss. <laughs> drama alert, y'all! I hate to even like give this this person like attention because like from how he was acting in our group, like a- attention is like his number one mo. Like he, just... it's his life force. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just feeds off of the attention because. How he reacted when I responded to him just screamed, uh, like, you know, give me more, give me more attention. Yeah, but it's it's the kind of drama, though, that is so hilarious that uh, we would be remiss if we didn't yeah. cover it. Yeah, I mean, honestly. So I tell you every week we have this Facebook group. I tell you how to join, you know, go to facebook and then go to the group section type in uncovering unexplained mysteries and um you know go from there well that's all well and good um like two weeks ago because i'm you know every now and then uh someone will pop up and you have to answer some questions to be allowed to be in the group and so anyway you know i have to approve people here and there and uh, this this guy came up i'm not even gonna mention his name because i don't feel like that's really important he will forever be known as Eggman. Eggman, yes. His name is Eggman <laughs> for the simple fact that his face looks like a fucking egg. Um, in, in shape, in color, uh, he just, he looks like an egg. So I accepted this guy and, you know, whatever. He didn't, he didn't really say anything for like the first like week he was in the group. And, um... So then, like, out of nowhere, he um, he posts this long fucking rant. First, he first starts off by commenting, because I post our, well, our newest episode. Well, yeah. Before, before the rant, I mean, <laughs> the background he chose for his rant is 
So, well, it's, I'm getting it's, to, it's get, hilarious. I'm getting to that. Like, so, like, <laughs> I post. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm trying to find the original thing where he first. Anyway, I I don't have. I can't find the original thing, but I do have the comment that he made. So on the episode that I posted in the group, he comments, and he goes. You are the very racist, sexist, white redneck trash that you talk about. And unless Stephanie is straight up cheese whiz sucking trailer park trash, you telling her to suck dick had to offend her on some level. I also believe that as much as you talk about dick, I wonder if you don't have one on your mind that you have one in your mouth. Not saying that you suck dick, just thinking that you'll hold in your mouth until the swelling goes down. Like... (laughs) That is such a the uh, descriptive uh, uh, yeah, account of sucking dick that like it's like maybe you're the one thinking about that man because <laughs> that was a really detailed analysis. Yeah, exactly, like, you really thought about it. It's like those guys who are like super homophobic and then super detailed right. about it. You're like, uh, yeah, I be- I, you're you're so gay. I bet you want a bunch of guys in the locker room to pin you up against the wall and start sucking on your nipples, and then I bet you'd get a boner, and and then uh, you know they'd start giving you a blowjob because you're so gay and you'd like it. And it's like, whoa, that was a lot of details there, buddy. <laughs> Sounds like a fantasy of yours there, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, First off, the uh, I don't remember telling Stephanie to suck a dick. I think the joke I made about that was um, in regards to like us getting famous and like you know she's going to have to like do uh, she's going to have to do some favors for some people in high places yeah. for us to be famous. Might have said that uh-huh. on the podcast or something like that, but I mean. <laughs> If if you didn't think for a second that she wasn't in on the joke before I said something like that, it's like you were completely dull, my friend. Like she's she's in on like oh, like yo, man, the way her and I talk to each other, it off the podcast is so awful that like we would be canceled immediately. That was like light <laughs> compared to how we normally talk to each other. So him trying to pull the whole like sex, like he he he's he's reaching so far and this is just the first thing he said yeah so then he goes on and he's he makes another comment like four minutes later so he had time to sit and like think upon his comment and he's like no I, that ain't enough he, he, there needs to be more insults uh and then he goes hey dumbass you telling the world that your mother committed fraud forgery and theft by cashing a stimulus check Sent to a deceased man wasn't very smart, but you go go know it all, little boy. And he capitalizes boy. <laughs> so he's referring to when they sent my dad, who died a few years ago. Uh, they sent a stim- when they were sending stimulus checks to everyone. They sent one to um, him, even though he was deceased. That was something they did to a lot of people at that time. A lot of deceased people got stimulus checks. Uh huh. And it's so far reaching and so like it was so just prevalent that I think they already even said on the news they're not gonna they're not gonna go after anyone, you know? Well, yeah, because there, there's so many, and it would be such a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, to it would have be to a, do anything. It'd be a huge, uh, you know, just bure- bureaucratic nightmare. Red tape yeah. take up so much time and all that. So. I knew that before I made that comment, but this guy is just, you can tell this guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room wherever he's at. 
because he's just got everything all figured out about me, first of all. He's obsessed with me. He, he kind of has some stuff for Mike here and there, but, like, I'm the main target. Like, I'm... Granted, I am the bigger of the two jackasses between me and Mike, like, probably by far. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and that's bound to put a target on my back every now and then. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And in most of our bad reviews we have on iTunes, they're mostly going after me. Sometimes Mike gets it, but it's mainly me. And that's okay, because, you know, I, I can take it. You're the punching bag. Yeah. So then, those were, like, the first two, and I, I immediately get a... a a message from someone in the group going oh my god some dude joined the group just to uh talk like shit about you i'm so sorry and i'm like wait what and so i go in and then i see this long fucking paragraph <laughs> because those first two statements i read were just the warm-up statements apparently yeah then he he drops the big boy june 9th um 2 41 p.m my time and the hilarious he drops the smiling cactus post. <laughs> so you know on Facebook you can have these backgrounds, right? There's all kinds of backgrounds you can choose for your text. If you don't want the plain white background, you can do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I'm let me check right now in like if I were to make a post, like what kind of background options do I have? Let's see here. So I can do like hearts like black hearts like gothic i can do a record with like a needle like a record player i can do rain uh there's like a cake and balloon thing there's just you could do smiling cactus with hearts shooting stars uh (laughs) like this retro thing uh, spooky eyeballs my point being is that there was a lot of um if you're going to make a rant about someone, there's a lot of lot more appropriate backgrounds you could have chosen that would have been more menacing, would have been darker. This dude's background is a <laughs> smiling cactus with hearts and flowers. Yeah. Which begs the question, was this all an ironic or or uh like spoof goof? Yeah. Uh but when you look at the dude's profile picture, I don't think picture, he's clever enough. He's not smart enough to 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 do that. When you look at his profile picture, he's literally looks like he's like 55 to 60 years old. He's doing the whole boomer selfie where they they take like they're they're aiming the camera from their belly button up to their face so like you get this awful view of their double chin like i don't all boomers take pictures that way i don't know why (laughs) i don't understand how they don't understand the concept of oh if i hold the camera up uh, above my head and look up it hides that horrendous double chin of mine no let me accentuate the double chin by looking down at the camera um that's just I don't know I don't know what it is but anyway here is the the coup de gras the masterpiece uh just rant that this guy has against yeah. me I mean the background here I mean it's so lighthearted and silly and goofy and cartoonish that when you read it you you almost expect to hear the voice in your head when it comes to this rant as some high-pitched... Dash like, Cannon is the kid. racist, sexist asshole that he shines a light on! <laughs> My proof! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so while I read this, just imagine that the background of this post is a smiling, <laughs> happy cactus, some loving hearts, and uh, flowers. 
Josh Cannon is the racist slash sexist asshole that he shines the light on. My proof? Josh uses dumbass voices pretending to be someone else so he can spout his racism. When he And when he told Stephanie to suck dick to advance his two-bit band is proof of his sexism. Proof that he's a sociopath is proven in the fact that he's taken over the Chicken Shit podcast and has Mike believing everything he says. <laughs> These two boys may not make near as many mistakes with a little preparation. Uh, Josh doesn't care enough about the idiots who send him money to provide the services he promises. Neither know how to properly pronounce names of people, cities, or military installations. But if you need the obvious over-explanation or overstated, Mike is your man. So Mike over-explains, apparently. Also, yeah, I guess. Also, little Josh boy, he loves he loves calling me like little boy and boy and like and he'll go on to say more in the comments below yeah um it's it, I'm, i was really getting some pedo vibes uh yeah, from, it's creepy from this dude like but anyway so um also little josh boy a dd2 214 has nothing to do with the rifle the dd stands for department of defense and t214 is the form number so he's he's okay, uh, nerd. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's uh he's uh, nerd explaining to me military shit. I've never been in the military. I don't claim to know. Actually, yeah, actually, uh, you know what's funny is there's a listener of ours who is in the military who's not a dick who uh yeah didn't feel the need to mansplain to me what uh you know a DD two fourteen was um, no because he's actually cool unlike you, Eggman. Um, so it's the form number, and this part is for Mike. You wanted a specific podcast. How about when... I love this part. I love this part. Sorry. I, for some reason, I couldn't even speak. I, I, I just said Bart. Uh, I, I love this part because I don't really remember ever talking to this guy once. Mike, you wanted a specific podcast. How about when Bitch Boy, <laughs> in all capital letters, was insulting the name Kickapoo... That is a Native American tribe. But your lack of prep work is the reason for the ignorance. Y'all should change the name of your podcast to Wikipedia Reading. And oh, wow. That's a new one. And fuck you people <laughs> who blindly send you money. Um, I agree, though, in the, the Wikipedia Reading, uh, but it's not like that's something that we haven't uh, completely uh, just stated in we the We embrace that. We've already embraced that thing. Like, that's not even an insult. We're like, we've even said that before. Like that, yeah, like, there's always <laughs> been full disclosure that we are reading this straight from the Wikia. The Wikia, and, yeah. Yeah, because back in the, I don't know, if you want to listen to the first 20 episodes, yeah, I did listen to the episode, and I would type down the dialogue for fucking Vatum, verbatim. Um and that was a huge pain in the ass. I felt like I was doing a book report every time I had I was prepping for the podcast. And I got sick of that shit. And then I think Mike found the Wikia, and it's like, dude, this saves me so much time, and I'm working smarter, not harder. And yeah. nobody gives a shit that I'm reading from the Wikia. No, like, none of our listeners care about that. 
Uh, or if they did did care, then they stopped listening, which is completely an option that you had, sir. But you're like hate listening. It's like hate when you're hate fucking someone, like yeah, uh, or or whatever. Or people who hate watch stuff. Yeah, like, like you're they, liter- like it's a bad movie or bad TV show. He's literally listening to us to hate us because he knows all these episodes and so many details yeah. about these episodes. Yet he hates us so much. Yet he keeps listening out of hate. Like I, I just I could. I, it blows my mind. Like, but I, I've ran into that before because I've had people who hate watching my videos on YouTube. You know, they've created hate groups. They've created hate videos. I had this recent guy who was a subscriber of mine for many years, and uh, we had known each other for a long time. We were even Facebook friends for quite a long time. And I found out that he was asking one of my close friends on Facebook some really inappropriate questions about his sex life and threatening uh, that he's an incel if he blocks him. And I decided to block the guy because I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't want to deal with that drama. And then he creates all these fake Facebook accounts with the names of my other friends trying to insult me, uh, uh, tell me to fuck off. <laughs> That's so and obsessive. Then, yeah, and then he makes a... He leaves a comment, because I know that this was him because of the fact that uh, I had another friend of mine on Facebook who's like, this guy talked to me about this kind of stuff. So I know it's him. So he created this fake YouTube account called uh, Anthony Smith, which I don't even know is even around anymore. I blocked it as soon as I got this comment. The comment's still up, though, I think, because it's one of the most absurd and hilarious comments I think I've gotten in years. This is a comment this guy left on my rant on Scary Movie 4. You know that masterpiece (laughs) of cinema? (laughs) How dare you talk badly about Carmen Electra's awesome pooping and farting scene? That scene turns me on every time I watch it, and it makes the entire movie worth it. Screw this rant, man. I want it off YouTube. Red angry emoji, middle finger emoji. (laughs) And you don't think he was being, like, ironic? No. Oh, wow. That guy is, that guy is, uh, he's got to have something, something's going on upstairs that ain't right. Yeah, man, it's those kind of people that like, you know, when a child goes missing, it's like those kind of motherfuckers are the ones that I'm looking at going like, yeah, that guy probably took the kid like just crazy (laughs) shit like that. Like, I mean, no, that is hilarious, though. Like the pooping and farting scene (laughs) turns me on and makes the whole movie worth it. Maybe maybe he's right, though. Maybe it's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that was like this guy, Eggman, on the podcast group, which this should get... Guys, I left this up here. I mean, it is staying the fuck up here because it is... Well, he didn't stop. We blocked it. We we banned him after he continued to do a bunch of replies. Well, I just got bored. Uh, You know, with these trolls, you just get to a certain point to where like, okay, dude, you're just just going in circles. You're saying the same shit. I'm bored. You know, like, clearly you're getting banned, but... um, like, yeah, go to our group now. Like, go to Facebook.com, go to the search bar, type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries, 
and find our group and uh, I'll let you in. And it's it's worth the price of admission, which is free, um, just to see this uh, whole thread here. Um, so yeah, going back to this, he so he makes his big rant with the happy cactus in the background. And it was reported because our, our fans are awesome and they were trying to look out for me. And um, I started reading it and I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is, I could, I was like, I could either go one of two ways. I could just straight up delete this. Yeah, like right away before anyone sees it or I could just fucking like leave it up and have some fun with it. And I chose the latter because I, I really, you know, I obviously I'm not sexist. I'm not fucking racist. And this guy just looks insane. So I'm like, and, and anyone who, who really knows me or, li- or listens to the podcast, they're going to know that this guy's insane. As uh, one of our listeners, Corey, put it, this is a guy who went off his meds. It, this is a gone off your meds rant. Yeah. So I comment, uh, I respond to his comment and I go, so... And of course, I didn't know anything about any of this Yeah, you were on. like, I don't know where you... You were at work or something. I was something. at work. Yeah, <laughs> so you were cut off from the world from this whole time this was going down. And so I respond, I go, so you don't like the podcast? <laughs> Which... <laughs> and then he responds with, like, just, this just shows you how unbalanced this guy is. He responds and he goes, never said that, but awfully convenient that you answered and not him. Those are the traits of a sociopath. How have someone else do his work? Like, what was he asking for, first for of all, me? For, like, was he hoping that I would respond? Like, I, I don't understand. First of all, I love how when I question him on, so you don't like the podcast, he's like, I never said I didn't like it. I just think you're a racist, sexist asshole who, uh, <laughs> you know uh is an idiot who doesn't do any preparation but i never said i didn't like the podcast you know i love that i fucking love that that was his response and and then he goes on about like uh you answered and not him have someone else do his work and then i respond back and i go i am the very josh cannon you are referring to in your post who else did you want to respond and he (laughs) goes and then he responds he goes you little boy Mature adults can see right through your BS. You have manipulated Mike and indoctrinated him <laughs> into believing uh, everything you say about the South. You yourself oh aren't Southern. Your mother is from the North. And yes, genius boy, we have had Jack in the Box in the South for 20 years. Again, so much gold in that in that one little bubble of a response. Um. So I was like, uh, you know, I am Josh Cannon. Who did you want to respond? And he's like, you little boy. And it's like, okay, well, I, I did. So why are you? What was the whole someone doing my dirty work for I'm me? The bit whole about? bit. I, you, I, you have manipulated me. Yeah, I manipulated my everything and, and, you and say. And and his kind of example <laughs> of of that is. You you indoctrinated Mike into believing that the South doesn't have Jack in the Box when we do in fact have it, and we've had it for twenty years. Like that was his uh, his big issue is that I manipulated you into believing that we don't Who have. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his bigger point that he failed to make was that like you know ever the South isn't you know this this racist like um, whatever place. And it's well, this- no, it isn't, but at times it is. So when it comes to anyone who is going to be racist in the United States, the South has the lock on uh, kind of the, the, the bin of people who would tend to be that way. Um, 
probably the South, and I would say like you know New Jersey, Massachusetts area. There uh, are some there are some really racist people over here though too. I mean, in the Pacific Northwest, there's a uh, there's a really disturbing racist history. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, racist everywhere, but I mean, yeah. the South is just the most steadfast and purest in their racism like it's just the most obvious here i guess um i mean you see rebel flags everywhere for fuck's sakes i mean it's just that's just something you don't oh uh, you still got some stuff over here i mean they're locally right okay near... mike fine vancouver washington is just as racist as the deep no, south no it's not it's not i'm just saying that it, it, it still has its moments okay, i mean fine there's like a uh a uh stand near um uh, my house that's uh in the parking lot at like walgreens it's just all these don't tread on don't tread on me flags confederate flag trump election flags yeah i also love the fact that since my mom's vagina is northern there uh i i am i am i am not from the south because i came out of a northern vagina even though i spent <laughs> 32 years in jacksonville florida uh, my mother's vagina being from up north means that I am not southern. I I am in fact northern because my mom is. Is that like the, the Jewish culture where um, if you come out of a Jewish vagina, it doesn't matter if you believe in Judaism or not, you are Jewish automatically. Like you are a Jew. It doesn't matter if you believe in Judaism or you don't believe in Judaism. You are Jewish. Uh, is that how it works with coming from up north versus? Coming from uh, down south, whatever whatever vagina you come out of, that is what you are. Um, so anyway, I respond and I go, you, sir, are very outraged and you clearly have listened to a large amount of our episodes. Is there such a thing as hate listening? Because that seems like that's the case here. And then he responds, Josh Cannon, you spin it how you want to, little boy, but your sociopathic ways are obvious. You've hijacked the podcast to promote Josh Cannon because Josh Cannon's favorite subject is, wait for it, Josh Cannon, who is an insulting, disrespectful ass who, like, you know, like, like, has, like, you know, like, like a limited, (laughs) like, you know, like. And then he makes fun of the fact uh, yeah, yeah, uh, how yeah. I use the word like a lot and I, I sound like a valley girl, which is, uh, again, something I've pointed out about myself. So he's not really coming up with anything original. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, I promote the band on the podcast because this podcast reaches, you know, a couple thousand people every week. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, like any business person that's gotten anywhere in life hasn't gotten that way by not telling anybody about their business or the thing they're trying to do. So, uh, and it's not like I shove it in people's face. I talk about it here and there, you know, I, we promote our channels at the end of the podcast because fuck you, man. That's why fuck you, Eggman. (laughs) Um, and then I responded. I said, you aren't allowed to have dessert until you say at least one nice thing about me. Cause I am not taking this person seriously at all. At this point, he's, clearly whatever and then he says you suck where's my desert um he, he he spells it desert instead of like the actual you know well it looks like he actually he uh, edited it or something he did he edited the comment <laughs> and it's spelled oh correctly. yeah because because then i respond because i go uh i don't know where you live but the closest desert to you is probably in arizona 
And then he goes, wrong. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a truck driver, and I listen to your podcast to help pass the time. I'm just now up to uh, 7.20. I guess that's the episode he's talking about. I took, 7, 2020? Like, uh, what? Uh, I don't know what episode that would be, but whatever. Well, it's a month, probably. Yeah. He goes, I took issue with your ignorance on two subjects. In the military, we put month before date and then the year. Also, your ignorance on DD-214. It's not a rifle. It's a discharge form from the military. I had to do things that would make your cute little stomach regurgitate to give you this platform. Show some respect and do some research. Okay, so he's going on with the little boy talk. He's got, talking about my cute little stomach. and uh, You know, I mean, the pedo vibes are off the chart at this point. And then he pulls the whole, um, you know, bow down and suck my dick because I was in the military. You know, I cannot fucking stand that, that shit. It's like... And then, well, the, the, yeah, it's awful. And there's a lot of people who are who were in the military or are are currently in the military that hate that too. Yeah, they're like God, those people are fucking assholes. And I mean, you can have like it can be such an ego stroke for some people because you can be like in the military band and never saw one day of combat in your life. And you can go around and be like, hey, I was in the military. Show some fucking respect. You know, like, I did this so you could live. And then you find out what they actually do. And it's like, oh, wow. You- it's like there was an episode of Bar Rescue, I remember very fondly, where this guy was a former military uh, vet. And he started a business. He started the bar. And he was an abusive piece of shit. And he would pull the I was in the army military bullshit. And it got so bad that he was not willing to budge. He was not willing to change that John Taffer quit. That's one of the first instances on that show where John Taffer was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have that mentality, then it's like you you're just an egotistical cunt at that point. Um, If somebody is like in in some parking lot like wiping their ass with the American flag or like stomping on it or whatever. And you actually served in the military and like you saw some of your buddies die at that point. I can totally understand like kicking their ass. I mean, you you shouldn't do it because you, you know, in America you have the right to wipe your ass with the American flag. Um, but I could see why they would do that in that situation. But if I mispronounce the name of a fucking military form that I have no idea about, and you happen to serve in the go fuck yourself, you egotistical cunt. Um, so anyway, I respond back, and I'm like, you know, all the little boy and cute little stomach talk is starting to make me feel slightly uncomfortable, sir. And then he goes, it should. And I wanted to say it's giving me pedo vibes, uh, but I didn't. I figured that would have, like, you know set him off even more so i was like i'm not gonna say that but i'm saying it now on the podcast for everyone to listen to even people who don't know what we're talking about so there you go (laughs) then one of our listeners comes in and he goes i missed a couple of episodes looks like i need to catch up (laughs) which i thought was pretty hilarious (laughs) because it's like yeah i respond i'm like yeah i decided to become a racist sexist asshole in the last couple of episodes it's a new angle we're trying out um, and this guy, man, he just, like, chimes in wherever he can, like, on the thread. He's just like, you know, um, you know, the, a lot of these aren't even worth reading. Um, <laughs> Jordan just comments, you're weird to Eggman. 
That's that's a good way of putting it, Jordan. It's a slightly understatement, but you know. Then Corey comes in and he goes, wow, I didn't know you could make a rambling off your med statement this long with a smiling cactus background. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> and then then this guy, because he's so clueless, he goes, and that dumbass shit means what? And anyway, I don't know. This I, I feel like this is getting a little long in the tooth. So he just goes back and forth with a bunch of people. And then... Darling Stephanie comes in, the the sometimes co-host, my bandmate. I, I do like the bit though where uh he calls <laughs> I think he calls Corey a dick fur. Yeah, dick fur. He's like, You're welcome, dick fur. I'm like, what the fuck is a dick fur? Yeah, it's is that like a conifer, but it's like it's like a penis shaped instead. <laughs> it grows in his backyard, maybe. It's a, it's a conifer tree that, that's made out of dicks. Uh, yeah, that's just a huge cock. So then my bandmate Stephanie comes in and and like she totally breaks the fourth wall, which I didn't want her to do. Like she like, you know, uh, responds to his points of contention with like actual, you know, logical points, which I did not. I didn't want to give this guy logic because he doesn't deserve logic. He's a crazy douchebag. And so I wanted to keep stoking the flames of craziness Um and, you know, she breaks the fourth wall and I'm just like, whatever. And then he just keeps going on, slagging me, just saying the same shit over and over. I'm a sociopath asshole. And then at some point I'm like, OK, dude, I am bored with you. You are getting the band hammer. And um, and then like everyone in the group proceeds to make memes about him that were just great. Thomas, uh, our, the, the guy who designed the logo and longtime listener, Thomas made the uh, amazing uh, thumb. The guy giving a thumbs up, and the thumb <laughs> is the guy's face, Eggman's face. Uh, and he did a great job with the Photoshop on that because uh, it just it looks just like a thumb. Uh, his face just blended perfectly. I made a meme about um, you know the the match between Eggman and Moon Pie Face from Unsolved Mysteries, like that. How great of a mm-hmm. like uh, like a boxing match that would be. Yeah. Um, you know, Corey made one of uh, comparing the a side-by-side shot of this man's face with an egg. Um, just, just good stuff all around. So that was the the enthralling tale of Eggman. That was the initial Eggman thing, because then he, after he was banned, he made a review of the podcast for the other group. <laughs> Yes, he we, was not. We don't use as done. much. Yeah, yeah. He did. He he made. He did a review for our official page, uh, our our uncovered unexplained mysteries Facebook page, which we don't use because yeah. it's you know Facebook and their algorithms and shit. It's a lot more effective to have a group than it is to have a, a page. So. so Eggman doesn't recommend our podcast. Ah, nuts. Even though he he never said he didn't like it though, but but well he now he does. Oh, okay. Now he doesn't like it. Uh, I've never listened to two people so unprepared to do a podcast. It seems Josh Cannon is more interested in derogatory, insulting, disrespectful diatribe, which is ironic considering most of your responses and most of your uh, content on our group is derogatory, insulting, and disrespectful, and mostly diatribe. Yeah. Uh, And the promotion of his band and the actual premise of the show... Uh, 
Josh doesn't promote his band nearly as much as we chit-chat about other stuff. No, I, I talk about my band <laughs> I mean, at the end of the podcast. If we have a new song coming out, I'll, I'll talk about it then. We might talk about drama, you know, about a, a gig. But, yeah, you know... It, but, I mean, like, the... Is that really promoting the band? No. Not really. No, not at all. It's my karaoke gig, which has nothing to do with my band, and I, I don't even care about promoting my karaoke gigs because I don't need to promote them because people just yeah. show up anyway. So, and then he goes, uh, Mike Brown will lull you to sleep with incessant over-explaining and complete overstating of the blatantly obvious. Well, I admit sometimes I do go overboard You know, Mike is a man of details. yeah. He likes the details. He likes the nitty gritty. And he also likes the titty. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Pretty sure. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, he doesn't recommend our podcast. That's a shame. So, yeah. That, but, but, you know, I, I made the statement in that thread. I said, you know, uh, addressing the group, I'm like, honestly, guys, this is the most. It's just 40 minutes of in jokes. <laughs> well, no. I, I made. Well, yeah. This, this podcast is absolutely. But um, I said in the group, I said, guys, let's be honest. This is the most interesting thing that's happened in this group in like the last, you know, couple months, um, which and that got a lot of like thumbs up and laugh reactions because it's it was true. I mean, we haven't had that kind of entertainment in that group. I mean, the worst guy we had before that was like not even a quarter. Was as, the guy who was trying to promote his band or something? Not, yeah, was it was being not, a dick. About yeah, he it. was being a dick. And um then I think another guy said like some fucked up thing to one of our uh, listeners, and he got banned. But like nobody like went after me in the way this guy did, which was great. Um, that's why we like doing the one star com- uh, reviews on uh, Apple because uh, the you know iTunes or whatever because um, shit like this is fun to us. So that was the saga of Eggman. Um, we actually like blocked that out to be a segment of this podcast. So it's not like we went off on a tangent. We had talked before the show about like Eggman being his own segment. Yeah. So congratulations, yeah. dude. Um you have you have made uh You have made uh UUM history. Yes, UUM if that means anything to you, which uh I have a suspicion he's gonna keep listening to our podcast. That's just me. I think he's gonna keep listening because we fed we fed the troll like a buffet, so I don't see him, you know, f- just deleting us and blocking us after all that. Especially if he sees this particular episode pop up. Um, but yeah, so that that's the saga of Eggman. We're, are we ready to move on to an actual segment from Unsolved Mysteries? I think so. Okay. So this the, <laughs> this is my pick this week. We're gonna save the uh, Mike's pick for next week because uh, I I I didn't know how much mileage we were gonna get out of Eggman, but good lord, here we are sitting at forty two minutes in. So yeah, he we got some mileage from him. We scrambled that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scrambled or benedicted that guy, whichever way you liked it. Poached, poached <laughs> over easy, sunny side up, however you like it. That's what happened. Uh, salad, you know, custard. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of egg stuff now. That I think about it. Um, so this is the case of Philip Breen. Uh, what do you get when you mix brown and green? You get Philip Breen, one of the ugliest colors known to man. The photo they have here on the wikia makes him look like a uh, a villain from like some eighty show. Yeah, like the A Team or some shit. 
He's either the villain or like the newest James Bond if this was 1985. <laughs> like he's just uh, got that very 70s, 80s Bond look to him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there actually is uh, a uh, unsolved. I know, I, I have it pulled up. For this guy. So Philip and Kathleen Breen falls right off the tongue. We're married in Detroit, Michigan in the spring of 1988. Oh, I wasn't even born yet, but I was going to be born a few months later. They were Neither was I. And the world was a sadder place because of that, Mike. Because Aww. who was there? Who Nobody was there to, to, to catalog all of the movies that have ever existed and <laughs> review them. I haven't reviewed all of them, but... Getting you know, I'm working on it. So anyway, they were both successful business executives, and together they enjoyed the good life. They had expensive grown-up toys paid for by... <laughs> I love the term grown-up uh-huh. toys. Yeah, classic. <laughs> uh, that were paid for by Philip's investments in the stock market. For Kathleen, the marriage was a dream come true. There were a lot of things that were really great about him. I think it was his sense of humor was one thing that I thought was really great. And we were crazy about each other. I mean, I really loved this person, and I believed that he really loved me. And I believed that I could trust him. You were wrong! <laughs> Spoiler alert, she is. So, Philip was the president of a highly successful Detroit mortgage company. His position gave him the authority to pur- purchase mortgages for the company. A year after his marriage to Kathleen, Breen purchased the Orlando Juice baseball team for seven hundred thousand dollars. I, I mean, <laughs> I can imagine. If I had seven hundred grand. I would not waste it on a team called the Juice. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Uh, I've never heard of the Orlando Juice. I'm gonna venture to say they probably don't exist anymore, or if they do, no. they change their name. Yeah, the Senior Professional Baseball Association is is probably not a thing. Yeah. Um, and yes, I get it. The uh, Orlando Juice, Florida, is the uh, you know the orange is our state yeah, fruit or whatever. But, but still, the Orlando Juice. That sounds like that would be a better basketball team name. Maybe I don't think it's a good team name. Period. Well, anyway, the dude bought it for the equivalent uh, now nowadays equivalent of like one point four million dollars. So the team was one of eight franchises in the Senior Professional Baseball Association, a new league built around retired baseball players. It was a risky enterprise, but by the end of the year, Breen's investment had ballooned to more than two million dollars. Kathleen thought the franchise put extra pressure on her husband. It seemed like it was something that he really wanted to do. It was important to him, but in a lot of ways I didn't like it because he was just at that point running himself into the ground, and it didn't make sense to me. Kathleen became concerned about her husband's mental state. There was a recognizable change in his behavior. He started spending more money and began drinking heavily. Hey, I understand the drinking heavily part, but (laughs) I don't own a baseball team, though. I'm just doing it to do it. And the reenactment here is just gold. Well, it's a little little bit later on when the reenactment. No, it's actually that part where she's talking about. Right, because he's on the phone. He's holding like the glass of, you know, liquor in his hand. And she's like, I think they're on vacation. She's like. What, we, why aren't we... Well, how did it go? She's like, why don't we do something? We're on vacation. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, you got something to do? Go do it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got something to do? Go do it! Yeah, like it, was, yeah it was really bad. It was like angry stepdad uh, reaction, you know? Yeah. Like, 
just it's your typical unsolved mysteries reenactment dialogue yeah, it when, is. It when is. a couple is fighting generic like, uh, argument like i hear what they've been saying and i don't like it like just that kind <laughs> of dialogue you know yeah you're garbage you're trash you got something to do go do it like i, I highly doubt the fight went down like that yeah i mean i hope it did you know but i i don't yeah i hope it was that wholesome like but anyway blah da, da, blah where am i at oh back in detroit the mortgage company where philip was employed made an unsettling discovery they'd been servicing loans that breen had purchased from companies that did not exist the company suspected philip breen of embezzlement philip and kathleen returned from florida from a florida vacation to their home in detroit on friday january 5th 1990 oh it was still cold as fuck up there Kathleen immediately noticed that something wasn't right. He looked very upset. I mean, he had a very funny expression on his face, and it frightened me to see him freaked out like that. I, I can just see... Just using the term funny, I, I, that I, just shows how wholesome she is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, did his face look like cookie puss or something? Like, what do you mean funny expression on his face? Like, like was he just grinning from ear to ear, but he was, like, shouting at the same time? Like, He's just looking like Pee Wee Herman yeah. from <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. I'm freaking out right now! I don't like this! ha <laughs> Um, <laughs> he had records piled all over the floor. Papers were strewn all over. That evening, he revealed to me that he had somehow been the victim of people selling phony mortgages. It was uh, probably Vladimir Putin, I would assume, if I had to, if I had to guess. By around that time, uh, yeah, yeah. Even then, uh, Putin was probably in his twenties. You know, young, probably still had hair. You know, going to the discotheques and also um, selling phony mortgages. <laughs> I'm just picturing Putin, uh, Putin in the discotheque, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of this new techno music genre. I like the music of Moby uh, and uh, the Prodigy. Very good bands with the techno. Um, so anyway, by Monday morning, Philip convinced Kathleen that he could straighten everything out. He left for work around 8 o'clock, but he never arrived at his office. That night, Kathleen discovered that Philip had taken some of his clothes and luggage. I was really upset. The idea that he would have actually gone, that he would have actually gone, just was incomprehensible to me. I couldn't believe it. The FBI was brought in to investigate. They found in less than two years, Breen had created close to 100 fake loans, netting himself more than $10 million. Damn. Which in today's money is more like $20 million. Uh, he had used the money to support his extravagant lifestyle. The FBI also discovered that Breen had been convicted of fraud and embezzlement in Florida 12 years earlier. Oh, of course, Florida. <laughs> it all connects. It all I mean, if you're going to do anything sketchy, Florida's the place, <laughs> I guess. Kathleen Breen was shocked to learn of her husband's double life. There was just this whole person that I didn't know existed. You really felt for her. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I was glad when I first watched this segment, I was glad that um, when I saw Philip Breen and then she popped up and she was, you know, giving her interview, I was like, oh, well, at least she, he didn't kill her. You know, she still, yeah. she still has her life, you know, she was a victim of fraud, but it could have been a lot worse. Cause usually in yeah. these situations, they like ki kill the wife or kidnap her or something. But I mean, at least, but also, I mean, I mean, he did kill a part of her. I mean, she yeah, probably I mean, is not going to trust uh, a uh, husband or a boyfriend the same way ever again. She's always going to be skeptical and probably on edge. Yeah, you know, small details. On the advice of her attorney, 
Kathleen filed for divorce, but it was too late. The courts held her legally responsible for Philip's debts. What a dick, Philip. She was forced to sell nearly everything she and Philip owned, including their cars, boats, Florida condo, and Detroit home. For Kathleen Breen, the dream was not just over. It had been shattered. I felt like I was married to a monster from outer space, and it almost just sickens me. It almost sickens you. Not quite. I don't know what it would take to sicken her at this point if uh, bleeding her financially and then leaving doesn't do the trick. Uh, Philip Breen has never been located. I don't know if you have an update on the Wikia, but... Uh, he was allegedly sighted in Florida and the Bahamas during the early 90s. However, both Kathleen herself and Philip's daughter believe that he is now deceased, either due to his alcoholism or association with dangerous criminals. According to his daughter, he was declared legally dead in 1997. I don't know if that really means anything. Uh, but apparently there's a forum that includes comments from Kathleen and her daughter. That was the case of Philip Breen. Uh, I thought it was a good segment. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah. This was back when, like, you know, they probably had a bigger budget. And so it was, you know, filmed really well. And it it really had, like, that kind of cinematic vibe to how it was filmed. It, it didn't have that kind of videotape vibe like the later show, like the CBS yeah. shows did. No. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely worth watching. Um. So here's a comment from the daughter. Oh, nice. On on the on the uh forum. Update. Uh don't believe everything you hear on television. Unsolved mysteries pays people so they have something to air so you only get partial information. Oh. Number 1, Philip Breen was not an al- alias. I should know I am his daughter. The reason I am not mentioned in this program is cuz my stepmother didn't like me or the rest of his family much. So she did not include me, my mother, his seven brothers, or his parents in the story. Oh. No, he was never caught. However, because he has been missing for more than seven years, he is legally declared dead. I doubt anyone is still looking for him. He did not have his exit strategy planned from the beginning. The only reason he did any of it was because he thought he could get away with it. Number four, he is not a physical threat to anyone. He was never violent ever in his life. Number five, chances are that he is dead, not from suicide, probably from cirrhosis of the liver. He was a big drinker, but very alert while drunk. Very weird. <laughs> Sounds like me. Oh, sorry. Where how you're very alert? Yes, I do, when like, you're drunk. When I, like I, I tell people all the time. I feel like I've drunken my way past the point of being able to get drunk, meaning that. I don't get drunk anymore when I drink. Uh, the most I can get is like a really good buzz. But I, yeah. like getting to that point where you're sloppy and you're talking out of your ass, I just don't get to that point anymore. Yeah. And then here's Kathleen. Uh, Phil was an alcoholic and not exactly what I would call alert while drunk. Oh, she has a different opinion. He also had a very violent temper and strangled me on on one occasion as well and made many threats. One particular threat against one of his brother's wives was so sinister, I told him that I would have to testify if she befell any harm. I strongly believe he was being blackmailed by his first ex-wife. His family stole a number of items from me, took me to court. I was in and out of court being sued for his misdeeds at a great legal expense. A complete and costly cluster for me. In my opinion, uh, Group 1 was a bunch of greedy, bumbling idiots. Their word against Phil, who was not here to tell his side of the story. I had no editorial control over the Unsolved Mystery show, but felt treated for once in this mess in a decent manner. There is quite a bit more to this I wish it would be told. I should know I am his slash Phil's second ex-wife, Kathleen. 
Wow. Those are some those are some juicy details that I'm glad we were able to find. Yeah. Um and it seems like uh that's that's the last bit of an update there that we have. Yeah, that's weird how sometimes like unsolved mysteries will just totally leave out certain aspects like that, you know, they had a kid and all that. Mhm. All right, up next, uh, we have our, our uh, it was neglected last week, but um, I have time this week, so we are going to do some readings from the perks of being a Josh Flower. Oh, is this me being a sociopath, uh, Eggman, because I'm reading from my diary? <laughs> uh, fucking douche. Uh, so this is basically my journal that I used to write in, uh, like 15, 10, 15, no, it wasn't 10 years, like, yeah, it was like 15 years ago. Um, I found it a few months ago, and I've been reading entries uh, on uh, the podcast, much to your delight and much to my um, sadness, because uh, a lot of uh, these entries are not happy, but uh, most of them are cringy or me being angry. Yeah, and they reveal things about you that you're like, whoa. Yeah. So, um, But it helps put things in perspective to show how much you've uh, grown. Yes. And learned over the years. That's a good way to, That's a good way to put it, Mike. Makes me feel less bad about myself and who I used to be. Um, this is from Monday, November 19th, 2007. I was, I actually had a full time girlfriend at that point. One of the only, well, it was the longest relationship I had ever been in. And it's uh, one of the few relationships I've been in. And it was with a girl named Caroline who is now married with two kids. So, anyway, this is my. Was she sweet? Oh my god, Mike! That was that was the daddest. <laughs> that that was pretty dad. That was like a that was a like a nine on this. That was on purpose. I did that on purpose. I know you I did. Know, I, knew, I, I know. I know that some people would appreciate that. Oh god. Anyway, um, <laughs> my entry. Hey Zanga, what's going on? Why am I asking you that? You're an inanimate object. I'm just kind of bored right now. Me and Caroline almost broke up last night. Me and her are. Just both tired of this rough-ass schedule. It's like this. Monday, homework all day. Tuesday, college in the morning. And then right after that, I got to drive straight over to Caroline's house. And I stay there until like 12 or 1. Then I drive all the way back home from McClenny. Wednesday, homework all day. Thursday, same as Tuesday. Friday, fucking math class that starts at 8.30 in the morning. And after that is like the only time that I have nothing to do. Saturday, work all day. Sunday, get off work at 6.30, but by that time, I just want to relax and do nothing. Monday, do the whole damn thing over again. I don't know. I mean, Caroline has a great personality, and she is also one of my best friends, but man, she does slash says things that piss me off. She's constantly bringing up the past things I have done, i.e. having sex with Nikki, and she's just so immature about some things. I dare her to try and find a guy out there who hasn't done things with a girl in the past. I mean, geez, what the hell? And I don't know. She's just very close-minded. And I mean, I'm conservative when it comes to political stuff, I guess. I don't believe in abortion and gay marriage and shit. But she is, like, super Republican. Wow, that's crazy that back even back then I didn't believe in abortion or gay marriage. Huh. I've, yeah, I really have come a long way. 
and, and yet I'm still complaining about her Republicanism, even yeah, though she I'm, says she's a Republican and you're like, I'm conservative. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but apparently, the same? apparently she was uber Republican. Uh, I mentioned that Stephanie was bisexual. This is my old friend, Stephanie, not my bandmate. I mentioned that Stephanie was bisexual the other day and she was like, ew, you dated a bi girl. I didn't know that. Ew. And that really pissed me off. She pretty much hates all of my ex-girlfriends. And last night we got into an argument about how she is just stressed out and how she was pretty much... Why did you stay with her for so Dude, long? Dude, I had low self-esteem. I I literally <laughs> should have dumped her like six months. I, w- I was with her for a, like a year and nine months, almost two oh, years. Oh, man. I should have dumped her after like probably about six months like i I, yeah from everything that i'm hearing yeah maybe even earlier than that. oh yeah probably (laughs) earlier than that honestly i was seeing like all the red flags back then too it's not like i was too stupid to like realize i like i saw it but i was just like but if i dump her then i'm gonna go another five years without any pussy that was pretty much my mindset and we really were in all fairness we really were good friends like we started out as friends before Mm -hmm. we ever uh became boyfriend and girlfriend so it was like I'd be losing a best friend too. So I was kind of yeah. just in that weird position. But she, yeah, she was, God, she was so fucking uh, just immature at that time and, and very possessive and very jealous. So anyway, um, we got into an argument and um, and she was pretty much saying in a roundabout way, I want to take a break. But for some reason, I just kept telling her, no, I I don't want to take a break, blah, blah, blah. And I convinced her that we could work things out. But I met this one girl at work the other day, and that is a possibility in the future. But I can't even explore those options right now because I'm tied up with Caroline, and her house is such a pain in the ass to drive to. Uh, It's like another city. I don't know. I feel like if I could just be single right now, it would do me some good. This black girl gave me her number the other day at work, and she said I was really cute and shit, lol. But she's not too attractive, so I ain't going to do anything with that Mm -hmm. matter. (laughs) But yeah, when I said in my earlier post, I love Caroline, that was an exaggeration. I love her like a friend and I really care about her, but I don't love her like a husband wife type thing. And she's too skittish when it comes to sexual stuff. Like, for instance, she only gives me a blowjob for like 30 seconds. It's like 10 bobs and she's done. (laughs) That's a weird, it's a weird way to put it. (laughs) One, two, two, a three. three. (laughs) (laughs) And she won't hardly let me do anything. She's kind of a cock tease, which I hate. But I don't like sluts either. There needs to be a nice medium. But yeah, anyway, I'm bored today. That's a good point. I mean... Uh, I like sluts now, but anyway. Um, (laughs) 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 All I have to look forward to is starting my damn math homework. Wow, I really don't want to do that. Takes me like four hours a night to do homework. God damn! Damn, I hated my Four life back hours? then. Jesus, why did I waste so much time in college? Ugh, God, I regret that. I don't remember ever taking that long to do my homework. Unless I'm writing a multi-page essay. I don't know what that, the deal was with that, but that's what I said here. But I only have two nights I can do it. And that's another thing. If me and Caroline broke up, then I would, I would have so much more time to get my shit done. And I could do so much more with my friends. She doesn't even want me to hang out with Stephanie, but I think I am anyway. I'm just not going to tell her because that is just ridiculous. I can do whatever I want to. 
And she got mad the other day because Stephanie was grounded the whole summer. And I told Caroline the story of what happened to her a long time ago. And Caroline said, well, she shouldn't have been whoring herself out. Oh, my God. Are you like an 80 year old granny or something? She is just being a fucking teenager. She's not whoring herself out. They were her boyfriends. I would have done the same thing. And I told her, well, she's not a whore. And I don't think you should be judging her. And man, you would have thought I started World War III because she almost broke up the relationship between me and her. She was all like, I love how you defend your friends over your girlfriend. And I was like, well, if you're calling my good friend a whore and I know she's not, then I'm going to say something. And she's like, I was just joking. Oh, my God. And, you know, that is such a fucking cop out to say you're just joking to save your ass. She wasn't joking. And God knows I wish I... I could have used that bullshit excuse whenever she got mad at me. Oh, baby, I was just joking. Yeah, right. That wouldn't have flown with her. I was just her. kidding. So, yeah. I didn't mean it. I don't know. I'm frustrated with her right now. I'm going to wait and see what happens, but I thought I'd just update this because, again, I'm bored. Okay, we'll see you later, you sexy brainchild. All right. Don't know what that was about. What? Yeah, what's that about? Is that a song lyric? No, actually, now that I think about it, that, that, that came from uh, this old porno that I downloaded uh, off of LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire, oh, wait, man, no. that, that takes me back. I didn't download it, I just saw it. It said the title of the uh-huh. porn was, because on LimeWire you could name anything anything and it, it just that's why a lot of th- a lot of songs like people remember being attributed to bands that didn't actually do those songs. Like there's something I remember downloading off LimeWire that was like uh, by Scorpions, but it was like some music from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the name of the porn was a uh, sexy brainchild jerking his wanker till it dribbles. <laughs> I I just love how he's a sexy brainchild. What makes it? What makes him a brainchild? Was he like? Was he nerdy? Did he have glasses? Like I don't know. I didn't download it though. I just fucking saw it i saw the title or whatever <laughs> but limewire man you never those, know what you're gonna get. you could type in like porn and literally it would be everything under the sun like shit that would literally yeah be banned on a normal porn site do you remember downloading you know albums and music off of limewire pretty much everyone i know that's around my age remembers doing that. Dude, I downloaded I used Napster before it got shut down. Like I used yeah. I used Napster before Lars Ulrich and everything got involved and got it all fucked yeah. up. Like I I remember downloading individual MP3s. And I remember on LimeWire uh, you could download an album, but it wasn't parceled out into individual tracks. It was literally no. just a huge yeah data file it'd be like yeah you download an album and it would be like 200 megabytes and it would take forever and you couldn't like skip tracks yeah. it was just one it was like an eight track essentially like and then and then limewire got to the point where it was just virus yeah people always like and... to <laughs> joke about oh limewire uh, Lime gave my computer aids and all that limewire didn't start getting like that until the end like when it first came out it was pretty much it was clean like i used it It for it was secure i used it for a long time and it was really only towards the end that it started getting buggy um so it kind of like annoys me when that's all people remember limewire for is like oh it just gave your computer aids and it's like no actually i downloaded fruity loops off of limewire uh like a pirated version 
and that's literally the program I still use to this day. That is the program that got me into making electronic music and eventually into recording and engineering. And wow, you still use that that older program? Oh, I I I downloaded FL Studio Three at the time, and I okay. got used to it and liked it so much that I went onto LimeWire's website and I wanted the official version. Um, because I could just do more stuff with it. And they were up to version five at that point. So my mom bought it for me and um, it came with a lifetime of free updates. So anytime anything, th- there was an update, I just kept updating it and updating it. And now I think I'm on version 11 and I, I just stopped. Up- wow, that that's one he- heck of a deal. Oh to, yeah, it was you know, to get into back then the the lifetime of uh-huh. updates. Yeah, and it was only like 150 bucks, like the version she got me. Um, they're up to version 20 now and I'm back on a lot because I got sick of updating it constantly because like they, they kept like changing the interface and like moving shit around and it really pissed me off. So I, I've just stopped accepting the updates at this point, which is probably to my detriment because there's probably benefits to the new version. But anyway, yeah, yeah LimeWire. Um, let me see if I got one more of these and then we'll call it. Oh, this one is way too long i am going to save this for next week this one's very long and i have to kind of take a dump so (laughs) yeah (laughs) gotta take a dump gotta take a dump gotta take a dump 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 all right guys that's the end of the podcast um probably kind of short this week but um you know whatever at least we showed up, you know. At least, at least we're 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 like the stepdad that does show up to the baseball game. We may not be there for a long time, but we made a fucking appearance. Um, yeah. If you want to uh, access our Patreon, which I don't know why you would, because according to Eggman, I don't I don't give anybody any benefits on there. Um, I you know I don't post the up the the shows earlier than everyone else, and I do need to I do want to start doing more on Patreon though, like special shit that is only accessible to Patreons, like. I w- like video content or something to just make it more, you know, worth your while. Um, but if you want to go there, you um, get the podcast early and then you can recommend um, topics for us to cover on our next podcast. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. That's patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. If you want to join our Facebook group, which after this podcast, why the fuck would you not want to join our Facebook group? There's so much uh, going. Well, th- he's been banned, so there's real, but it's worth watching the um, the the archived uh, dis- dis- little debate we had going on. Just go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in "uncovering explain mysteries," go to the group section. You can figure it out. You're a smart guy or gal. Um, finally, we are on YouTube, me and Mike, but we are not together. We are separated because uh, due to irreconcilable difference. (laughs) That word is very difficult to say. Um, Yeah, it's it's a hard one. I can't even say it. Irreconcilable (laughs) difference. Holy shit. Am I having a stroke right now? (laughs) Reconcile. Okay, I got got that. Reconcile. Irreconcilable difference. There we go. Wow, that irreconcilable differences. That is a rough, rough word. Anyway, YouTube's ch- <laughs> fucking YouTube channel. Mike is youtube.com slash OCP communications. Once again, that is youtube.com slash OCP communications. Mike is a movie buff. He bench presses 20 movies a day, which makes him a buff. 
Uh, Mike, what was the last video you did on your channel? Uh, the last video I did is a rant on uh, the whole Twitter drama with uh, director James Mangold and some uh, attention-seeking uh, Twitter nut on, about uh, Indiana Jones 5, where this guy made a sarcastic, uh, really snarky post uh essentially taking pot shots at people who think the next film is going to be good and even ended it with that SNL Justin Timberlake gif you know that one where he just stares uh-huh and uh the director James Mangold uh replied and tore him a new one and uh i decided to uh cover both sides and showcase the fact that both sides to me chose poorly do you think it's a do you think it's a bad battle. a bad look when like these you know people who are you know famous and have a high visibility do you think it's a bad look when they respond to like nobodies? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of do. But this at too. the same time, the nobodies who are uh being super reactionary about nothing cuz at this point with the film, you don't know anything about it other than okay, yeah, Harrison Ford is old. But that doesn't necessarily mean the film is going to be awful. They can do things with with CGI now that they couldn't do back in the fourth film when it comes to stunts and stunt doubles. Like, they're getting so good with stunt doubles with, in some movies where you can't even tell. Uh, and he's still an amazing actor. So, and he, he has a, an immense passion for Indiana Jones. So he's definitely going to get up for that role. And uh, the fact it's not directed by Steven Spielberg, I find that funny because a lot of people on the internet hate the last film in the series that Spielberg directed. So I could see the same people saying uh, that if Spielberg did return, it would be a negative because he's lost his touch and the last indie film he did sucked. Uh, And they mentioned Kathleen Kennedy who was understandably a, a whipping post. I get it. She has been doing a really poor job lately with, with the Star Wars films, but she was a producer for the previous four films in the series and has done a lot of other producing work for a lot of other classic films. So maybe this current version of Kathleen Kennedy isn't as good, but if she, she can just keep her politics in check, maybe she won't really be that much of an issue. And then he talked about how the writer... Uh, is uh, Jonathan Caston who wrote Solo, and he tried to act like that's a reason why it's going to suck. And it's fine. It's fine if you think it's going to be bad. The thing that bugged me is the way that he presented it. It was very sarcastic, very snarky, you know, complete with an SNL gif at the end. And uh, I'm just really irritated by that kind of stuff, by people looking for a reaction on Twitter. And I'm equally as irritated by these directors and people involved with the films who take the bait. Just get off social media. Like, stay the fuck off Twitter. Focus on your movie. Well, if you want to hear Mike go on more into that, go to his YouTube channel (laughs) and you'll get that. Um, If you want to check me out on YouTube, uh, it is youtube.com slash dancingwithghosts. Once again, that is youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. And please check out my band, Dancing with Ghosts. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you stream music. 
Um, but the last YouTube video, uh, well, my channel is also has our music and music videos on there, but I also do other things. I talk about why I left the retro gaming scene. Is Nickelback still the hippest band to hate? A little tour diary of my band. And my most recent video is the top 20 most played out songs that people sing at karaoke. And if there's anyone who is an authority on what those songs should be, it is myself. I've been doing this for eight years. I've I've done gigs at every kind of venue you could imagine. And these are the top 20 songs that people just sing to fucking death. I am absolutely sick of hearing them. And I would, maybe your song that you sing if you do karaoke is on this list. So go to my channel and find out what those songs are, Buttercup. But, um, yeah, anyway, I think that's the end of the podcast. Until next week, have a good rest of your day and or night, and, uh, bye, Eggman. See ya.